0: Hello and welcome fellow humans on the journey. My name is Grady Milligan and you're listening to the To and From podcast, a record of process and transformation through creative and intentional living. Through this podcast, I want to hold safe space for thoughts, questions, tears, and laughter, and to create one more little stage for collective story. So thank you for listening. I hope that we can grow together in the tension and beauty of who we are and who we're becoming. Hello there to you, my wonderful friends. It is awesome to have you back here with me today on this episode of the To and From podcast featuring the second half of my conversation with songwriter and creator, Elijah Cruz. In this second portion of our chat, Elijah and I dig into what live performance will look like for his music and this new season of his creativity once that is safe to pursue fully and the way he wants to. We also talk a lot about the exciting work of Lost Dreamers Productions, a very, very cool project that Elijah and Olivia are building and planning as a couple creating together. That's really, really exciting. Also, in addition to hearing Elijah reflect about the three singles that have been released so far, you'll also hear his tune, Where Did All My Friends Go?, and a brand new unreleased song titled Voices towards the end of this episode. One last thing here in the intro is that I just want to give a little bit of a trigger warning as Elijah and I spend some time at the very end of the interview talking about loss and suicide. So if you are unable to listen to that safely, we totally understand and want you to know what is coming up in the discussion so you can listen or not listen accordingly to what is best for you. As always, I am so grateful that you are here. I'll see you in the outro of this episode. But right now, let's hop into part two of my conversation with the one and only Elijah Cruz. So kind of in that, right, in progressing and in just one day at a time and, you know, next steps. And uh, so let's kind of transition into that for you. Okay. For, for this new project once it's ready and a- as you kind of look into 2021 or whenever it is that we can do the things at the level which you want to do them. Yeah. What What is that going to look like for you as you're planning it now? Like we said, obviously we can't live yeah. in that future yet, but part of the day-to-day is, is kind of planning how you want to perform and what you want to work on. Right. Uh, and I'm curious about that anyways, with your style of music, what does the live performance look like are you going to have this big band are you going to be you know over there like the 80s like hacker guy like pressing like 30 buttons at once and making all of this huge stuff happen while you're also trying to sing what is it going to look like and also kind of in that other than just you and your performance uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about Lost Dreamers Productions and so maybe you could tell me about include what that. that's going to look like too yeah yeah let's, so, let's go into that
1: yeah so as far as like um shows themselves like i as far as like a plan of what that looks like like i'm even like i've been like talking to my manager a lot and trying to figure out like okay once 2021 hits how are we running like how do we go right so it's like i feel like the hope like maybe stuff will happen in 2020 where we're able to do shows and like it opens back up where it's like you know i can have a full band up on stage and it's like what i'm looking for but it, it might not so the goal like is like how is twenty twenty one, once everything reopens, that we're just kinda like set to get going. So we're in the process of like figuring out what that looks like and there may even be like uh I, I may, might try to do like some live stream full band type situation. Like all that's kind of like in the air right now. But Okay. I think the the angle and I may do like some acoustic, like just me and a piano and a ukulele, and do some of those um more like private or shows or yeah. backyard shows. So that stuff's always there and I love doing that. So it's like, we'll, we'll see what that stuff, but as far as like the full show, right? Like, and that's something that really matters to me because even like when I'm in the studio working on stuff or when I'm writing a song, like my first thought is like, how is this going to go over live? And that's been like a process of figuring out like that, that aspect matters to me so much. So it's like, how do I create a song that people can listen to just on their phone randomly, but also hear yeah. a, a show and be like, emotionally engaged while it's happening and you're thinking
0: about that from the beginning which is cool because that was one of my thoughts was like are (laughs) is this a thing with someone who makes these bigger production based pop sounds is that something that crosses the person's mind later and it's like you know okay we finished now, how do, how the heck do we play this? Right. But it's interesting that you're thinking about that from the get-go. What do I do if it's me in a kind of out-of-tune piano somewhere?
1: Right, exactly. And that's, like, something that I had to really work on um, because, like, originally it was just, like, create the music, create whatever you want, and then figure out how to play it live. And some people love doing it that that way. But then, uh, to me, it became more of, like, a OCD thing. Like, I was like, no, I want it to be where if I strip it down to me in a piano... Where I play it live, I want it to sound as close to the record as possible. Sure, okay. So, so a lot of the ways I have done that, and this is like, is making sure I can sit down and play my song before I like, because I used to kind of get ahead of myself and work on the production, and then I'd figure out how to play it stripped down. But now it's like, okay, can I play that song on the piano by myself, and does it sound the way I want it to, or can I play my ukulele or guitar, whatever it be, or can I have like someone with me playing that could play the guitar as well, and like, I can, like, I try to think through those elements of like, I want to have like, a really pure, like, do the lyrics hold up if I'm just acoustic, do, there's the melody, whatever, so it's like all these different things, but then I'm also thinking of the full band performance, and you know, this had been why I, even though I started the project last year, like, I took, like, I haven't been playing shows, because I'm like, when i do i like wanted it to be an experience and i want it to be this like engulfing thing like you're just there and you're experiencing it so it's been like a process and like i would have started with code i would have started this summer playing but you know there's different like the world had different plans so yeah it led to now so i this is like how like the show is kind of gonna look basically is like i'll have for me i'm gonna have a piano set up more of just like I don't plan to play it like throughout the whole set more just like for some stripped down songs through the set stuff like that um my wife Olivia does DJ stuff so she's gonna be that's DJing, so exciting and she's gonna have like kind of how you were saying like more of the 80s stuff just so she has like all these different pads that she presses through the performance yes. it's like because a lot of it is like I want my show to sound like pretty much musically identical to how I produce it and it's like There's some stuff, like, I do so much sample-based stuff where I'll, like, get get a random, like, voice of a friend and then, like, tweak that and make that a weird sound. That, like, no one's going to be able to play, so they have to play it on these pads, you know?
0: Yeah, and they should because it's, like, that is beautiful and it's art and it's creativity and it's part of the freaking hard work you put in. You created a sound, someone should get to hear it. (laughs) Right, exactly. And,
1: like, I, I... and that's huge. I'm going to have I'll also have like a, like an electric guitarist and a drummer drummer kind of does like um, some hybrid drumming. So it's like some acoustic kit, some electronic kit.
0: Oh, I love that stuff. That's I love that.
1: It's just fun. Right. And then for me personally, I'll be mostly singing. That's the goal. Like, And that was my original thought with this process is I originally hoped to just sing, like not even touch an instrument because like that's fun. I'd rather sing than do anything else but there as like it went on and like especially with these newer songs it's like i found found myself wanting there to be more piano in there and to lead sometimes from a piano so i'm kind of in the process now of like th- like putting together the show figuring out what exactly that looks like working on like a stage design kind of just like as bougie as possible trying to figure out it. how how to make it this like i love the it the same thing like we can go you know we can play a show one night and it's like Identical like the band is on point. They know exactly what's up and that's something like like I'm working with a guitarist up here in Nashville right now Who's amazing and like something we try to work on is like how do we make this sound as because like As simple because like most of the stuff I do is like simple as far as like chord progression We don't have to do it like for my music anything insane So like how do we keep that as close to the record as possible? Sure, so when we're up on stage we can duplicate that wherever we go and concentrate more on like just interacting with the crowd and sticking with the message which is like we talked about earlier just giving yeah. hope to people and if we like declutter just like showing like and it's easy for me to say cuz i'm not like a musician that would show off or even probably could um so like i <laughs> it's like declutter it for me is and then i can just like sing and almost like sing to the audience and it's like this yes. clean yeah. yeah i think well, we're just the-
0: getting to focus on that like Front man, connecting with people, right. energy, while you've trusted and done the work ahead of time to entrust the sounds to these musicians that you know they have got it, and they, they've got it in their brains and in their bones, and they're ready to crush it, and then you're able to focus mainly on delivering, almost like creating the space and delivering the experience and connecting with the people as the guy with that mic in front of your face.
1: Yeah, that's the best way I've heard it explained. Like, that's what, that's the goal of It's like, how do we make it that experience that it's not, so it's like a little different and like, can even get like some flack of being like not traditional in the sense of like, like there is everyone's like playing instruments, but then it's also very heavy tracks. So it's like I don't know. Some people don't like it, but like for me, it's like it it fits with who I am. And like, yeah, it's it feels like I produce an Ableton Live and that's also the main software that we use on stage. So it's like it's all connected. It feels like very light. I think it's genuine and authentic, authentic and the
0: if any, any of the stigmas that people still hold on to about that style of music uh-huh. or that kind of creation honestly it's a little bit like i don't know being mad that the car is a thing and just like sticking to the horse like there's <laughs> a the like there it's just i think it's unhealthy and it's yeah. it's it's literally holding on to a a pushing back against progress because in my mind like you are creating in, in some way, especially with Ableton and softwares like that, essentially you are creating an instrument and then playing it. Yeah. And I think that's powerful and it's beautiful. And also, who freaking cares? It's about what sounds good and what th- something feels like. Right. I think that is just ingenious and it's creative. And it's okay if someone only uses acoustic instruments of various types right. or doesn't use any of this. That's fine because, like, all of the types of creation are. Beautiful. legitimate and yeah. awesome but the there the, yeah there is a little bit of a stigma i think from some purist or crusty folks that don't yeah. want to have anything that you press play on a button to have happen yeah and i i think that's a little bit just regressive when yeah. it can make so much sound so cool Right. Uh, so don't let them don't let like don't let the haters get you down. I yeah, think well I appreciate awesome. that. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Probably, yeah. I think it's gonna be great. And, and so can, can you talk a little bit about Lost Dreamers Productions, both yeah. what it is, like you know, in case someone's coming to that from scratch, but also what that looks like in the in this next year or so as well.
1: Right. Like we so Lost Dreamers Productions just something me and my wife decided to kind of do together and like create kind of like a it's basically the business we'll be running everything through um, i love that th- it's together too that's yeah. so fun well we like kind of do m- everything together like as far as like like we're very like like she helps me with my music she helps me with like like just like my partner you know like in everything so it's like we we want to create something she does photography as well so it's like if we want a business for just the simple simplicity of like when we play shows we can pay people out we can um if we do a shoot we can pay people if we're DJing an event we can do that so it's like all the things that we do can be through this one funnel but then it also like and this kind of goes back to and this is kind of the main reason for lost dreamers production is we want to create something that's for youth that want to get involved with like especially music production I think that's the big thing is like because I grew up not having like a ton of money right and I was able to sell my sword collection and (laughs) yes and
0: buy production gear And not everyone will have a sword collection
1: to see. Right. And that was like, I built that up over probably like four or five years. So it was like, um, and and even the production gear I got, like I had like this old laptop. It was like, and it's just hard. Like if you don't have like the financial resources, if your parents don't have the money, it's like, you can't get into it. So then there's so many like, um, like kids and like, so both me and Olivia came from like, we didn't have a ton of money growing up. Um, So it's like important to us to eventually leave something that's a little bit more lasting and have like an impact so the goal and we're still in the early process of this is like figuring out basically lost dreamers is like a fund kids can go to and they can apply they'll do like a little essay thing and then like we can provide them with like production software and a microphone and um, maybe a little midi keyboard and it's like and then we'll probably branch out and do it where we can do guitars as well and pianos as well but it's basically like a place that's gonna give these kids a chance to make it in a world that can be dominated more by like having the money to do that. So yeah, I we're really excited about that. And I don't have like a date or when that's going to actually happen. We're like in the process of getting it all set sure. up now. But then, I mean, there's so many things like I'll have to partner together with schools and stuff like that. And eventually it may lead to even more stuff like having like interactive lessons on how to do production and to work through things. But, you know, that's right so now incredible, though. it's just dreaming and like what that can be. But I, I think the, the thing is like if if we're not able to leave something that actually helps the future generation or people in general, like I just want to leave something that's more than me. It's more than Olivia. It's more than even music. And I love music so much. So it's like something more than that, that can actually impact a child's life and give them a future. I feel like that's, it just means so much. So I'm like, if I can leave and that's my legacy by the time I have like passed on, like I, I'm happy with that. So it's kind of this like, this new passion project that's like, one, we're going to run as far as like the business side of it. That's how we run all the things we'll be doing. So a show will be through Lost Dreamers production in that sense. But then also the, I feel like the real, real heart of it is how do we give to the youth?
0: Right? Yeah. That's stupendous, man. I, I, that's, that's, that makes me emotional and it's beautiful. And I love that you are thinking about, what is beyond you or what goes after you, even as young as you are, and also in the middle of doing a lot of hard work, just getting your own stuff out there, which, you know, is a tremendous amount of work, as anyone who's made music knows, but also thinking about how does this, not how, not just the way any music does, like how does my music impact people, but thinking what can I be doing that empowers other people, especially like youth to create and to start doing that? You know, it it, it shows that you think bigger than your own like sense of influence and in the things you'll make, which I hope grows forever because you're an awesome person. Well, thank you. But, but I love that you have the perspective that is, no matter how huge my influence gets, that is still a smaller sum than what all of these people might create. Right. You and know, then, like, that's yeah. way huge. I love huge. that. Yeah. That's fantastic, man. That's exciting. Well, thank like, you. Yeah,
1: we're excited about it. It's, <laughs> I, I, and it's been something cool to work on. You know, like, there's always, like, a downside to anything. And, like, I'm a pretty, like, optimistic person. So it's, like, it's super sad that there's no shows right now and we can't play shows for everyone. like and yes. there is the, there's stuff that we can do and there'll be outdoor stuff and like that's amazing. But it's like the traditional like venues, like we don't get to do it. And like that can be like for any musical artist, it's like and it's even like for me, like, I was like patient and like wanted to hold off until this summer so I could really have everything the way I wanted it. and you know, waiting it's like it can be like very like disheartening to be like, oh man. I really wish I could be playing a show right now. But on the upside of that, it opens up like the weekends that would normally be spent playing shows. You can spend planning for something that can yeah. have an impact, like lost streamers. Like that's something that we can do that can help the future. So it's like, yeah. there's there's always an upside, right? Like, you know, this gave us time to think and to build this out where maybe if I was just playing shows all summer, it would have been harder to have time to set that
2: up. Absolutely. I've got diamonds in my pocket Guns inside my closet And worlds inside my head Narcissistic headcase Dress it like it's bougie Cause it makes me feel young Where did all my friends go? Where did all my friends go? Is anybody out there Feel the same? Where did all my friends go? Where did all my friends go? And does anybody out there Feel the same? He's got a conscience He thinks I am psychotic But I don't let him in Checking into cemeteries Awful pet obituaries Will someone buy me coffee? Cause I feel dead where did all my friends go where did all my friends go does anybody out there feel the same where did all my friends go where did all my friends Everybody
0: Okay, Elijah, so for this last chunk, uh, I want us to dive in to the three singles that you have that I've been jamming and listening to, as have people in Knoxville and all over the place. Uh, But I want to dive into the three singles that you currently have out, and we can just talk about anything you're excited about in their stories or in the making of those tunes. Yeah. And then we'll finish with um, the hard... Vulnerable question that I ask on like a lot of these podcasts to <laughs> just really make it difficult for you at the very end. Yeah, of uh, course. <laughs> but so, so talking about the songs, uh, let's let's just start with uh, the newest track. Hold on. Yeah. What what would you want to share if if you're really happy? Someone's jamming on the song. Like what are the things that stand out to you about the tune in the story behind it? Or are there lyrics that really mean the most to you and are why you felt like you had to keep writing more about it? Let's just dive into anything you want to share about the song.
2: Uh, So this one
1: was uh, a cool one. I like originally wrote, I I wrote most of it on my ukulele. So that was kind of like, you know, kind of a, uh, we talked earlier about tools and like, that was like, that was a fun one. And I actually, I wrote the chorus, which um, it's kind of like, it just, it's really repetitive. So it's like, no one, no one's going to take, no one's going to take the light behind your eyes. And I wrote it, I was teaching like a songwriting, um, like kind of workshop thing. And there was like these breakoff groups and like, it's just funny how things work. And it was like, I sent everyone out to write and then it was. I, I was just by myself and I just had the ukulele and yeah. I like kind of came up with that melody. And I was like, ah, I like really like that. And it kind of stuck with me. So I like wrote that in like two seconds. It was like,
0: I love that you wrote it while sending people off to do songwriting in a songwriting group. I love yeah, that.
1: Yeah. I kind of felt like it was, it's funny because it was like almost like, oh, I guess I actually should be writing right now. It's like sometimes <laughs> when you teach anything yes. or like, or any type of like workshop thing, you're like, oh, you're like talking to yourself more than anything. So I was like, I had alone time. I was going to do it. And the chorus was so simple lyrically. It literally just says in the most repetitive way, like, no one's going to take the light behind your eyes. Even if the darkness gets inside, yeah. you'll still shine brighter than a million city lights. So that's the whole yeah. chorus. And it just, like, keeps saying no one. And it, like, kind of grows. So it was like a really – I'd never written a song like it because I felt like every, every like, f- like um, like phrase in there kind of, like, grew on it. So it's like, no one – no one's going to take. And it just kept stacking. Yes. Um, yeah. So I was kind of intrigued. I was like, this is different and kind of fun. It also felt engaging and kind of fun to listen to. So yeah. I wrote that and I just had the chorus. Um, I finished up the rest of the song, I believe, on piano. And I this was kind of a weird one, kind of trying to figure out how the verses mix with the chorus. Because, you know, my process as far as writing can be all over the place. Like sometimes, like we talked earlier, like I'll start with a beat or I'll start with the piano. Sometimes yeah. I start with the verses. Sometimes I start with the bridge. Some, it's like w- whatever, right? Sometimes yeah. I have a verse and a chorus, but then I like change stuff up. Yeah, but letting this, it happen as it happens. Yeah, this one though, the the chorus was just untouched. Like it, okay. the chorus just stayed the same since I wrote it. <clears throat> and then the verses was, it, it wasn't like difficult to write. Like this wasn't one I like, sh- like struggled with, but it sure. was like trying to find that perfect, um that perfect medium. And this one specifically was, I, I had like a ukulele demo and I wasn't even planning on recording it. So it was kind of a, I had it, I had it done pretty much minus the bridge. And I showed like the, the producer and mixer I work with Seth. I was like, I just showed it to him and he like loved it. Like he was so into it. So yeah, I was like, okay. So then I, I threw the bridge together and the, I, I, I really liked the, the verse and the bridge kind of connect together because it's basically, like, speaking in the sense of, like, if you're struggling, if you're yes. whatever. So it's, like, if the night steals your spark, it, like, goes through, like, basically if, like, everything gets too heavy, yeah. like, you can hold on to me. So it was, like, mm-hmm. spoken and, like, I feel like m- most of the time when I write songs like this, like, the actual person I'm talking to could be, like, multiple people I know. It could be, like, it's really weird. So it could be me talking more honestly true than the rest is probably me talking to myself or me talking to um, Olivia or me talking to um, like a student I had or me talking to uh, a friend or family, whatever. So it's like the idea of you can hold on to me is like, uh, I feel that in the sense from other people too. It's like, oh, you can hold on to me. Like this is something like you have grounding, you have an anchor. Yes. Um, and then the bridge kind of gets more. I, I literally, when I when I think of the bridge of this song, I lit- it's like anxiety. Like that's what the <laughs> yeah. whole thing is. Because it kind of stops like it, it's a walk up as far as the chords moving through there. And it turns more into, but if it all falls apart and your world starts to crumble or your heart starts to race, nothing feels normal. Then I will hold on to you. Together we'll see it through. I know there's light in the morning, but there's still darkness at night. That's like the whole bridge. And it talks about like, to me, it felt like a panic attack in a very poppy way, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah, right, right. You know, so I, I wanted to kind of have it more abrupt, like it was like, but if it all falls apart. Like if, you know, no one's going to take the lie behind your eyes. There's like beauty in this. But it's like, but if everything just goes wrong. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, sure. so um, that was kind of the idea. So, yeah, this one kind of came from a fun thing. And it was really funny. So, this one was like a uh, semifinalist in the international songwriting competition which That's was really so cool and i was really happy um because it was the first song right? i'd entered in to like a competition i was kind of just like i'm just gonna enter it and i was really happy that i got like in there because there was like so many entries that like i was like i and like to, it was in like the pop category so i was like this is gonna be tough like to even do this so it was really funny that like it got there but i also wrote it while i was teaching like a songwriting camp so it just felt like this weird like A random little tune, like it's really come from a lot different. It's been a journey,
0: yeah, and it's really encouraging. I I think this song embodies, and now having got to spend a morning with you talking and really enjoying your company, like this song, I think embodies what seems very much to just kind of genuinely and sincerely radiate off of you, which is just a sense of comfort and encouragement. And you, you really do seem like the kind of person that. When you're singing this song, it's communicating something you actually mean. And if people needed you, you would be there for them. I I think this song sounds a lot like the person that I'm perceiving you to be. And so I I hope that's an encouragement to you in both. Your song is fun and really awesome and has this beautiful sound to it. But I think it also comes from a place that seems very genuine to who you are. And, and I think you feel that when someone is writing from a place that they're not making up or a place they're not faking. It's a place they actually inhabit or a space or role they inhabit in the world. You hear the song be more authentic from that. And I think you, I think you show that very clearly. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, dude, I, I mean it. Um, And so, <laughs> and I love, I love the shift of gears. Cause next I want to talk about uh, where did all my friends go? Oh God. Yeah. And um, I love it. I love it. Cause it shifts to like the more minor sounding song. And it, you know, uh, it's like, <laughs> You go from hold on, this idea of like, hey, you got it, no matter what happens, and it's like it's where did like, all my friends go?
1: It's like I was wrong, like everything <laughs> sucks.
0: No. Um But I love it. I love these snapshot moments because you're going to it's almost like this song is a song that takes place in the hypothetical bridge of oh, Hold yeah. On. <laughs> like, that's a really cool way bad. to think of it. It's um, like
1: and like that's like where writing is so like and maybe it's just that I'm like emotional in that sense where at least when I write where it's like I'm getting all these feelings out so it's one day I could be like this and the other day it could be like oh my gosh. And I, I where'd all my friends go it was like it it was a really interesting one. So like I wrote that one I, I feel like the line that really, like, sticks out to me is, like, just, like, the it, it just covers the entire energy of the song. is like, at the end of the second verse, it's just, like, will someone buy me coffee because I feel dead? Um, <laughs> you know, like, that's probably, like, the most of it. And, like, yeah, I'm... that could I'm be a, a
0: 2020 shirt slogan, absolutely. Yeah, will
1: someone buy me coffee because I feel dead? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and that even comes from me, like, I am super extroverted. I love people, you oh, know? Um, yeah hard and year for the extroverts. It is a hard year. Like it, it, cuz it's like I have just like realized I have to put like my energy in other things and like keep my head in that, you know, while the world's changing. Um especially during quarantine it was like the most uh, insane. But um th- for this song specifically, you know, this was before then. That idea of like I have like great friends. It's like kind of a weird thing. Like I've had like some best like friends that have stuck with me and been with me for a long time like yeah. I've just been lucky to have great friends. Yes. And same. for me to still feel like sometimes like I'm alone.
0: Yes. I'm I'm glad you bring this up and I'm glad you're talking about this because I think it's a thing a lot of us feel. I, I literally yesterday had this feeling when writing a verse of that new tune I already mentioned. Yeah. Um, about this feeling of feeling so inexplicably tired and alone knowing that literally the greatest wealth i have ever had is the friends that i have yeah like i have i have always had i easily the thing i have that is most valuable and important and has been most consistent is a circle of friends and and it sounds like you're that kind of person yeah. too and yet it's still And hopefully I think for both of us, you'd want people to feel encouraged that they're normal and they're like not alone, is you can still, even with that life and that mindset and that, you know, thankful gratitude is thing of having friends feel incredibly alone. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm glad that you wrote that, man. I'm glad that you dug into that feeling.
1: Well, thank you. I like yeah, and that's kind of like the course, you know, it says like, where'd all my friends go? Where'd all my friends go? Does anybody out there feel the same? To me, like what that says is like, you know, like, okay, I feel alone and like, who else feels alone? And kind of like what we're talking about right now and just in like us having like a genuine conversation, you know, we're like, we feel this, but we also have wonderful friends. So I would say that is the like, the driving force of this song's mentality is, it's just a point where I feel alone and just like, felt like, oh man, like, I really could use someone to talk to. Like, no one's reaching out. It's like, woe is me. Woe is me. Like, But then, like, the friends are always there. And it's like, I know that. It, it's funny. I even got, like, so many texts from people, like, once it started. Like, more jokingly, like, LOL, I'm right here. Or just, like, v- <laughs> right? funny stuff. Um, But it's like, the idea of it isn't, like, I have zero friends. I have zero friends. It's like, wow, like, I've lost friends as time's moved on. Like, there's people that I don't talk to as much. And it's, like, bittersweet. And then sometimes I just feel alone. Um, and I, I think like lyrically the bridge was kind of weird cause it was just like a dream I had, like, like I, I just like have a lot of dreams and <laughs> yeah. it, it it was like just of, like a plane crashing. So like I just wrote it and like put it in there and that was more of a creative, like it just kind of fit in the energy and the moment of when I was writing that song and kind of to me that dream felt like I was crashing, you know, and like, uh, um, yeah. just being in a plane and everything's going down. It's like, yeah. You know, being alone and like everything's not working; it's just yeah. like, not happening. So, when
0: sonically, I think that there's parts of the song that sound like that. There's the there's this punch to it. There's this like you know, not to be not to be punny, but there's this crashing sound that comes in on various parts of the song with yeah. percussion. Um, I love love. I was thinking about it again this morning when I listen. I love the part later in the song when it's just that like super distorted bass and just yeah. like the crusty Om, bass line moving, moving around. Um, first off, it's just punchy as heck and it feels like it should be like on a car commercial or something, you know? Yeah. And I just like it's, <laughs> it really does. But, but then this big, loud, intense percussion bringing back in the drops. and And I, but I loved it. Like even the almost like the blood pressure or the stress. Of from that moment into the last chorus, where now the chorus is not in big cut time, the chorus is like driving. Yeah, and like, it's an- it, the chorus sounds anxious. The chorus sounds like the growing panic of being like, "Huh, I kind of feel a little lonely." To yeah. when that can build up and be like, "I'm, I'm spiraling. I'm alone. I'm gonna die. I'm in the, I'm in the dark. Where is everybody?" Like, I think you did an incredible job making the kind of like the painting, the sonic painting of what you're expressing build to what it did.
1: Well, thank you so much. I like, and like a lot of that is like, like I'm thankful to have like Seth as like my partner in doing all this because he's just like, he's able to like help me like get the vision completely out there and to make things clean while also we're maintaining like aggression with it right like some distorted yeah. vocals having the bass be more driving switching to halftime that's
0: like, a great word the song does have aggression yeah. there is
1: aggression i wanted it to even though it's like but we were like how do we make an aggressive pop song so that was like the whole ideology is like how do we how do we do this um and i feel like one cool like one of the i i like like i said i love putting, like, samples in there. So at the end of the second verse, I added in the, like, little um, heart, heartbeat monitor filling. Yeah. And that, that's one of my favorite. Like, I just love stuff like that where it's, like, it almost feels like you're in a play, like, or, like, a movie. Or, like, it's just, like, when there's, like, call to action almost of, like, Yes. I feel dead. Heartbeat monitor goes down. It's, like, <laughs> exactly. that. I love it. I think it's so cool, you know? And, like, there's so many different, like, I, I in most of the songs, like this one specifically, there's, like, random audio recordings like on of like just people's voices like just like did nothing like i just messed with in the weirdest ways and yes. used it as a drum beat or like used it as aggression so there's like always these little samples of friends and just like random people talking so um yeah so i i was really i was happy with the way all my friends go and it was a completely different vibe than the other two singles so it was like i like having a little bit of depth and like yeah and the music variety changes. is cool yeah absolutely and, Like, I'd
0: love to hear that song, like, when I was playing them, I would play the two major key songs with mm -hmm. Where Did All My Friends Go in the Middle as just kind of that dip in the emotional uh, spectrum, Yeah, which I thought was really fun.
1: That was originally, like, how I kind of designed, like, and even, like, the the next song I'll release is a minor, so it's, like, it's kind of like this, like, up, down, up, down, up, down, and then, like... That's my favorite, man. I think the last one I have is more of, like, a... I don't know how to explain it, but it's more in the middle. Like it's like it's like okay, it's more hopeful, but a little sad. So it's like yeah, yeah, <laughs> you <Yeah, yeah. laughs> know.
0: I love it. a somber a, a somber a somber, uh, a somber waltzing hope. I love right, it. exactly. Yeah, I love it, man. I I one of my favorite things in life, especially in this last year, doing all these cover and original shows um, together, is just um, like giving people emotional whiplash with song choices, and I yeah. have so much fun. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's healthy or abusive. I, I think it's not. good. Just a little bit of a shock, just like yeah, yeah just like the fun, uh, scary moment you didn't expect in a comedy movie, just to make sure you're still awake. Yeah, exactly. Ju- <laughs> jumping
1: from the hot tub into cold water, whatever yeah, it absolutely. be. So-
0: <laughs> just, I'm just trying to help you feel alive. Okay? <laughs> yeah, <that's> something. Uh, <laughs> I just want to. Ha- I just want to make you feel hope, and then remind you that it probably all means nothing. Yeah, that's, exactly. That's that's my sweet spot.
1: <laughs> and then come back with more hope. It's like okay. Yeah. Hope
0: and nihilism. That's where yeah. I. that's where I sing. Um, find the Middle Ground. So, so Yeah, man, so so this last song, uh huh. Tired of Feeling This Way. I'm trying and I'll feel different in two hours, but I think right now, I think this is my current favorite uh today. I just I that's love awesome. this song. It was a super good wake up jam like it is a morning like if if i was if my life was a movie and the the, it was morning and i walked outside like this song would be such a good like opening jam to the movie i love the energy of this tune and the big the big main synth line that happens like after every chorus and it's just huge i literally was listening to it and i was like Oh, it just has something to it. I was like, I want this to be the intro of the podcast now. Like, yeah, it's,
1: like, tendon, I, tendon, I, I tendon, want tendon. to buy this from
0: Elijah as the podcast and just it's have it. It's so good. <laughs> it's so exciting. Like, it really has this energy I love. Um, so let's talk about anything you want to. I mean, yeah. namely, I mean, tired of feeling this way. Okay, well, what way? Like, yeah, yeah. we have a song about it, but now just in this talking format what brought on writing the tune? What was the thing you wanted to express fatigue in feeling?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I, this was the first song I released last August, um, under like doing just solo work. And, um, I, this was also the first song I reached out to Seth. I, like had a track kind of just like produced like, kind of like, okay, like this is the vibe I want. And I reached out to him. That was the first time we ever talked. And, um, you know, he got back to me and like when, and then we started working on this song. So this song, like, feels very, um, I don't know, special. Like, it was, like, kind of the start of a new little era for me of being, yeah, like. Yeah, that's huge. Taking a step and doing, like, solo work, you know, which is scary. And then also, you know, the song itself is, like, one of the most universal concepts of, like, you can feel tired of feeling any way, right? So it's, like like, there was so much happening in life at that point that was, like, funneling into why I was tired of feeling that way, like different stresses just personally and just how like relations with people and also just like I I I feel like when I was teaching lessons at that point I I don't teach right now but the I would have like it was almost like lessons were turned into mild therapy sessions too. not that interesting a licensed therapist but it was like people would come in with all these different things and like feel comfortable talking about it that even fed into it as well so it was all this different stuff like I was feeling this personally like people around me were feeling this and it was like Oh, I'm tired of feeling this way and that even like actually lyrically kind of like plays a part in it because sometimes it's like I'm tired of feeling this way and then it's like we're tired of feeling this way so it's yeah. like I wanted it to be like something like, a little bit more that you could chant right so uh ori- originally I just wanted to start out with the thought it's not your fault right like that mentality right there of like it's not your fault like as far as like all these things you think of and like, you know, there's some times in life where you do want to take responsibility for things. Like if you've hurt people, but like, as far as like how someone's made you feel less or discarded, whatever, unloved, it's like, that's not ever your fault. So it's like, how do, how do I put that in a song? Right. So it's like, it's not your fault. And that for me felt like the most powerful way Mm, to start the song. And it kind of like just branched off from there. Um, That's relatable. That's,
0: That's both these, kind of unshakable feelings but also people needing to hear needing to hear that simple thought that like this stuff that is maybe wrecking them or making them feel trapped in these emotional loops or whatever just that just like the reminder like hey it's not your fault man yeah like that can be I mean we've all had that moment where someone said literally those words to us and it's been the balm like to our soul you know so, yeah. I, I love that you took took that in.
1: Well, thank you. I like it. It was an interesting song to write because it was emotional. This was a more emotional song. And then the chorus is like, and it's so weird because this is like, like you said, it's a wake up song. Like you want it to, you want to hear it just in like, it's happy. Yeah. But like lyrically, not a happy song. Like, as far right. as like, right? So it's like, in the chorus, it like, literally starts off I can't take it when it all goes wrong. Been feeling uneasy can't stop my hands from shaking. So it's just like dealing with anxiety and like, that's just like naturally what I would write about. And then it's like tired of feeling this way. Like we're so tired of feeling this way. Originally I just had it where the post chorus that like horn synthish part, part yeah. um, was, wasn't was in there. So like when I originally sent the demo to Seth, I didn't have that in there. It was just a drop into the next verses. And I literally, I opened up like this horn um, VST, this like plug in on my computer and don't ask me where that came from, cause it's so happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I literally sat down. I had like a little a little MIDI keyboard with me, and I was on my bed, so I wasn't even like in the studio. And I just was like, and I recorded like it was like two takes, and I was like, oh, and then I like doubled it, and then. I was like, I'm just gonna send this. Like I, I like didn't even tell Seth, I like <laughs> I sent Seth the stems with that in it. Um and then he got back with some more stuff too, and he like doubled it with a, a electric guitar beneath it yeah. and we that was that was it. That was in there. And that kind of was like the hook of the song. Like, it was just like there, it's like, you know, we're tired of feeling this way. And it builds into <laughs> but
0: I love it. it like and I like the juxtaposition of that free and happy sounding energy with what the song's actually talking about but maybe even so as like a like a hope you know like you're tired of feeling this way and and, and this would be fine too cuz any choice yeah. could be cool but a, a dark brooding version of the song with the same lyrics could mean something but it could almost leave you in a place uh where you feel you're tired of feeling this way and it's like horrifying because you're stuck there forever, at least in this three minute song. Like yeah. the, the universe of that song leaves you there. But this almost feels to me like a, almost like a, like busting out like freedom from it. Like tired of feeling this way. So kick, you, you like you kind of kick open the door and say, screw you to that feeling. Right. And it, it, I like it. It's, it's hopeful. I, I really like the, it's interesting. Cause like hold on is positive in its chords and in the message. And uh, where did all my friends go leaving you in this really difficult place and not tr- not resolving anything yeah and then i like this as almost like a yeah the heaviness is there but i'm i'm like tired of it so screw it i'm out of here you know and right I, and exactly I like that
1: yeah it was like they all have their different places and as far as like the emotional roller coaster that's life is like everything's always <laughs> like you know sometimes you need just pure hope sometimes you need like mourning and pain and then other times you need to just feel like it's gonna be okay you know
0: yeah even when you may not feel it
1: even when you don't feel it yeah so that that I love the song like it's it's probably my favorite I have out I like I love them all in their own ways but this one just like like there there's definitely like it's not like it's not even like it's my favorite song I've ever written I think I just have like it has a special place in my heart because of what it is um yeah. and, and sometimes
0: songs just have something on them like this yeah. one just feels like it just feels like there's something on it you know? yeah
1: and there was a lot of energy going into it like so it was it felt a lot of different things early on um yes the bridge was really fun for that one um it was kind of just about like like sometimes like you know it's hard to communicate like how you're feeling too so like that was kind of the whole idea is like this up like anthemish bridge that just builds up and then drops into the chorus again but yeah i, I i'm really proud of the yeah, songs I, uh,
0: I think you should be truly
1: well thank you i appreciate it. and. it Yeah, it was really fun. So, you know, it's been a process, like, going through songs and, like, figuring them out and, like, figuring out exactly what I want my sound to be and, like, all of it's kind of, like, it's all, like, around the same things. It's, like, production and all of it's, like, written around a piano or, like, a ukulele and it's exciting doing it, but also, like, finding that nuance of, like, like, as I'm going in working on new music now, it's, like, okay, what parts did I love about this and what parts were, were I, like, would I change? And that's more of just for me because, like, I would never change anything about any three of these songs because, like, they're exactly how they're supposed to be in the world today, you know? Um, But it's more just, like, for future stuff. So I'm I'm super proud of these and, like... uh I'm. I'm just glad people are liking it too. Like yeah. it's it's been received well, so that's exciting. I
0: think it has been. Everyone I've talked to says uh, they love it too. So that's that's, that's so cool. That's kind of how I fell in love with it, and then found this, and really wanted to do the episode was because the songs are connecting with people. Well, so I appreciate
2: yeah. it. Sometimes I don't know if I'm awake. There's a ghost with your name on it. But I don't got no faith in it Cigarettes calm me, something's gonna haunt me Yeah, I could use some holy water I've been having real bad dreams Scared that somebody's following me One too many scary movies How'd I get so, how'd I get so I get so paranoid In the walls, in the walls In my ears, in my ears I can't stop hearing voices Everywhere The devil's gonna find out So I'm hiding in my closet But the demons are inside me Pardon me, pardon me Do you wanna see The rise and the fall of an evil man If I close my eyes I'm gonna see the flood, yeah And you know I'm terrified of drowning I've been having real bad dreams Scared that somebody's falling How to get so how I get so paranoid In the walls, in the walls, in my ears, in my ears I can't stop hearing voices hey. My ears, I can't stop hearing voices.
0: Well, and uh, I appreciate you. So you've already done this, like as we've just been talking this morning. You've shown, you know, how sincere you are, and you've like shown some, you know, vulnerable stuff that you have to work on. And and so now we kind of shift to this last question of the episode, uh, just to just always like go to the the hardest thing possible because vulnerability, by its nature, is freaking difficult. Yeah. So I, I want to ask, like I do often on the show. What are the things or what is the thing, if like one specific thing comes to mind right now that is requiring great vulnerability from you, Elijah? And and this yeah. can be in art, but this can move past that too. This this can have nothing to do with what you're creating and it can just be about navigating this strange time we're in or where you're feeling personally just just a chance to get to know you and have you know folks that listen get to know you a little more so yeah
1: yeah um you know like and it's something I feel like it's so good to talk about but it's also something I would have I don't know how to put into words like the emotion is but last year I lost a friend to suicide um And he was, we were really close for like, yeah. like we were like best friends. And we kind of like relationally, we weren't near as close. Like we would stay in touch, but it was like, it'd been years at this point. But you know, that was something I never felt before. And yeah. probably like the biggest loss I've ever felt. Um, sure. And it was like, I don't know. It, and it was so hard because like I, I felt heavy emotions like when it happened. And I, I like at his funeral, I felt those things too. But it was like, it's felt like something so hard to process that even happened. So it was like... Of course. And I feel like my natural tendency is like, I want to help people and I, I want to be in, like with people. But like when it comes to like my self-processing things and like dealing with things, it can be like hard to talk about it. Like, And I've found it even harder. Like I've like always been like an advocate for mental health and as much as I can. And then it's almost like more difficult to talk about it now. So, right. So it's like, I, I feel like the biggest part of being vulnerable with it is like under like for me is like it doesn't feel good to talk about it because like i don't want to you know like i would rather not talk about it yeah because
0: it's vulnerable and it's yeah yeah, and it brings up a lot of memories that are hard i imagine
1: yeah it is and like it it's something that like you know i've dealt with in my own way but like i still am dealing with it and like it's one of those things where i i feel like this was my biggest like thing with it is like no idea that that would have been what would have happened right so it wasn't like something that ever crossed my mind um but after like after everything happened like my first feeling was like i just want to love everyone like every friend and everyone i know more and like i want to love deeper like just a lot deeper and like i i do want that but then it also is like hard because it's like that's giving that's being more vulnerable so i i feel like the what is requiring i guess like even back to the question of great vulnerability and like in this sense is loving people more yeah. because you know the more you love anyone like the more loss there is right so yeah. and
0: you go to those deeper places that by their very nature they are the most beautiful and and the most connective and you know the the deep places of of real shared life with people right? but along with that comes the other things, the heavy, the heavy burdens of sharing that life with people, the empathy of bearing the pain that people feel when you have reached that closeness and all of that takes a ton of vulnerability. And, uh, it's, you know, I, as we've both mentioned on and off the recording today, friendship means so much to us and, and our friends sometimes feel like everything. Um, but even as good and just like, like that could be the period at the center. It's just good and worth it. But yeah, even as good and worth it as that friendship is true. Friendship comes with the burden of pain, with the burden of vulnerability. And sometimes, and in, and in this case, like sometimes, you know, terrifying and surprising ways, it comes with a great loss and it comes with mourning sometimes. And yeah, it's, it's, maybe it's maybe the hardest thing about being human, which is is so strange that it's mixed with that. The love of friends is maybe also one of the most shining things that we have in human existence.
1: Yeah. It's just that love, right? Yeah. So it's been, it's been a, a learning experience for me and it's been hard, but it's also been like, I feel like I've understood myself more through it. And honestly, Sometimes like the most beautiful things ever like anything beautiful also has like the darkness with it too, right? so like all the pain and Suffering so in this case, you know, like I was like I'm thankful that I like had him in my life and got to know him the way I did and the closeness and you know, like even even though it ended in such a painful way it was still like Everything was beautiful. Yeah you know, like, but it was, like, at the same time, so dark and twisted yeah. at the same time. So it's, like, everything, I don't know. It's, like, there's beauty in, like, every relationship and loving yes. people. So it's, like, I feel like it's worth it. It's, like, worth dealing with, like, the, yes. the, the, the pain of loss and losing people, even if it's just, like, losing friendships due to, like, you're not talking anymore or whatever. Sure. It's worth the fear of loss and yeah. the pain that you'll go through potentially one day just to feel the that love and beauty yeah. that life and like you said um, the humanity that you get to yeah. feel so
0: well and and it's just so interesting how the combination of the things that are finite and the things that feel infinite and how they swirl together this these moments where in this you know truly tragic moment at the end of your friend's life which once again you know myself i say this for myself and i'm sure any listener would say you know i'm so sorry for your loss and for the loss of those that were also you know friends or family of that person um and these you know these terrifying finite things like because life does end and yet the strangely infinite things of you still carry this person's memory and you carry yeah. the things that they affected you and 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 you carry even how those emotions and the emotional processing of walking through that shapes subtly or not so subtly the music you make the yeah. the way like you've said the way you're practicing friendship after the fact and um uh, it's just kind of interesting you know there's uh, yeah I mean, no the whole concept of the podcast right you know this this idea that life is always to and from it's always to and from something and it takes great ru- great vulnerability to keep doing that and i'm I'm, I'm I'm glad that such a loss did not cause you to want to pull away from people. But instead, you know, you're doing the hard work of trying to draw nearer to people. And I think that's really meaningful, man.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you.
0: And thank you for sharing. I know that's, yeah. that stuff's hard.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, thanks for creating a space that's, you know, easier to share these things.
0: I, I try, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it has been a joy talking to you, Elijah. I really am thankful for, I was thankful for your music already because I'm glad it's in my life now. And <laughs> I can't wait to hear more, but I'm I'm really glad for this conversation, man. You, you seem too. like such a person uh, whom with it is so easy to be friends and uh, you have this encouragement, you have this, I don't know, there's just a very soft and unforced, authenticity that you kind of exude even just spending two hours together and i'm i'm thankful that i got to experience it and i'm sure listeners will be too
1: yeah well i i'm thankful for all of it too and you know looking forward to staying friends and connected (laughs) yeah man yeah love it
0: (laughs) yeah dude uh till next time i guess we get to hit this uh stop button now and uh, give each other a virtual high five i love it (laughs) (laughs) let's do it All all right boom And so we reach the end of another episode of the To and From podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you, as always, to the patrons that make so much possible. If you'd like to become a patron of the creative work that I do, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Grady Milligan. And for a dollar a month, you help me do the things that I do, but you also get exclusive content that is just for patrons. You also get the content of this show, earlier than everybody else if you really want to hear interviews before they are on the public podcast feed you can do that i am grateful times a thousand to any of you that support me in that way it means so much i also hope that you will continue to love one another well and take care of each other Please make sure also to follow all of Elijah Cruz's work. You can see links to a lot of his work in the show notes of both of these last two episodes. Check out his songs. Follow him on the social media that he uses. That will mean so much to him and to me as well. I hope that each and every one of you knows how precious you are, how much you matter, and how much better the world is for having you in it. I am thankful to know you, and you can always reach me via email at great. Brady Milligan creative at gmail.com or on any of my social media. Talk with me. I want to share some life. I want to hear about the things that are going well. I want you to be able to talk to me about the things that are difficult in this extremely difficult time we are living through. So many of you have done that for me repeatedly, and it has meant so much. Y'all be safe out there. Continue to learn and to grow, to fight injustice in all the ways that you can. And I will see you back here next time on the To and From podcast.